Welcome to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. I want to thank all of you for joining us on this beautiful Saturday morning on your favorite radio station. Just a reminder, if you miss any of our shows, you can always go to our podcast library at Pfeiffer's.com. You can listen to our podcasts on either Apple or Spotify. In studio today, co-hosting the show, Jim Savvy from Scranton, North Dakota, out of Pfeiffer's regional office in Western North Dakota in Bowman. How you doing, Jim? Good. It's great to be back. Yeah, I love having you on the show. Appreciate it. You and I have known each other for 40 years. Uh, uh, we've not only been friends, but colleagues working together in the auction business, whether it's selling equipment or farmland. I don't know about you, but I am so much looking forward to winter finally being over. And you and I and Andy Murnock and Kelly Spring, who's in studio again today, and the rest of the Piper team out selling farm equipment. We'll be down in Sioux Falls with Chris Baird selling equipment, but I'm looking forward to getting out in the equipment circuit. I look forward to that, and, and I love selling land, but the machinery is, it gives you a different type of adrenaline rush when you get out to, to sell the equipment. So we're really looking forward to we got a great slate of auctions coming up uh, uh, starting in March for machinery all the way through the spring and summer already. We've booked them into June. So we're getting, we're geared up for that. And uh, we love the live auctions with the online presence. And um, as you know, none of us in our company are very shy. We like to be out amongst the people. And so I think that's what makes us uh uh, sets us apart from a lot of different companies, you know, that just are doing the online only. But uh, we like our online only, but 99% of the time we'd rather be doing a live plus the online. So we're looking forward to the spring. Yeah, you know, the first Piper's auction is going to be March 16th in Bowman. And Chris Bear is going to host one down over the Piper's team at the Piper's facility in Sioux Falls there. That's going to be March 21st. And Chris is in studio today too. But, you know, Jimmy brought up a good point I want to ask you, because you've been in this business a long time now, too, 20-plus years here, and been a part of the Pfeiffer's team and seen it grow over the years, see the, the profession and the industry change and how the Internet has uh, changed the entire business. I, I agree with you 100%. The most effective auction is the live auctioneer with the simulcast Internet bidding, and then you provide the phone bidding as well. But how do you feel like the online portion or the long, online component and strategy has changed the auction profession. How has it enhanced the sales, and how has it helped both the seller and the buyers? You know, it's it's another avenue for you to choose if you've got fifteen or twenty items, um, and it's it's a great avenue to go. But I think what between our staff, and I think we can all say the same, we miss that interaction with people, with the buyers, with the sellers. Um, the time you get to spend with those uh, buyers. Uh, when they're buying the equipment and afterwards and the loadout uh, is time well spent because then you get to find out their needs and everything. But when you do just the online, everybody's just behind a computer screen and, and uh, punching numbers and, and you don't get to interact with them. And I think the, the big thing is, is we want to interact with people. We want to be out in the community so these people know who we are. And that's uh, the biggest difference. Yes, online does work, online only sales. But when we do our live sales with um, the platforms we have um, for the internet, I think uh, we have a, a better sale, and plus I think our communication is better with the, with the buyers sitting right in the crowd. Yeah, we still sell 50% of the equipment online, but we've already talked to those guys or they put their trust in us. So um, we just like being out in the crowd, and, and we like going to these small towns. You know, we support every small town we're in. It doesn't matter where we're at, but we're going to the local cafe. We're getting uh, probably the 4-H group or the FFA group. 
uh, doing the food for us. You get kind of everybody involved. So that's why we like the live and online. And I think the other thing that's kind of getting lost is we want to kind of celebrate what these people have done in the over the history of their farms and ranches. You say that a lot when we're doing land sales. We're here to celebrate. And that's the same with the machinery sales. You know, some of these people have worked a lifetime, and they're probably some machinery from their dad or grandpa on there. They worked two lifetimes, three lifetimes. Well, let's recognize that and celebrate what they have and enjoy the day you get to visit with your neighbors. You know, we did a sale down in Isabel, South Dakota, that, you know, we had 500 and some people on site. Um, but those people, they get to see their neighbors, but they're a long ways, kind of like Kelly, from anywhere. And so everybody came, came and gathered, and we had a tremendous sale. But they stuck around till dark visiting those people did. So I mean, you get to meet and see who they are and what their needs are in the business that we're in. Well, auctions are a longstanding tradition and part of a, our heritage in this part of the country, like you say. It's a social event to a degree. Uh, but at the end of the day, you got to provide results, and Piper yes. certainly does that. Chris Bear, you've seen that change in the industry, too. I mean, when you first started in the auction business, uh, you and I didn't even know how to spell Internet because it wasn't even around. But now look at it. It it doesn't dominate the profession, but it does certainly it, – it does provide a role for both seller and buyer, and you've seen that out of Piper's Sioux Falls office. Absolutely. The live auction is is still an amazing platform to sell machinery and to sell land. And and from an auctioneer standpoint, and Kevin and Kelly can attest to this too, as an auctioneer and you have the buyer sitting out there and you're representing a, a piece of equipment that a, a somebody who's retiring, you can look those buyers in the eye. You can communicate, what, whether it's verbal or nonverbal communication. And I think that's dollars in our seller's pockets. There's no question that the live auction is still a viable, very uh, plausible way to sell land and equipment. Absolutely. Yeah. You you see that too, Kelly, don't you? Uh, well, I mean, the, the comfortability of the buyer being able to kick the tires is is usually a couple more bids. And uh, oh, a lot of our internet buyers will come and look at the stuff, but there's there's something about standing next to that piece of iron that day that Absolutely. makes them comfortable. Yeah, you're kicking the tires a little bit more. You're walking around it. You might get in it and start it up and let it run and that type of thing. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's important in, in our business that, you still have that on-hands approach to a lot of different things. You really, really do need that. Uh, I know that you know, if I were to go buy a $250,000 combine, which is cheap today, by the way, or a $100,000 tractor, I, I think I want to start it. I want to run it. I want to get a really good feel for it. Yeah, do I trust the auction company? Doggone right I do, if, especially if it's Pfeiffer's. You know, I see 30 pictures on there. I call their representatives, Jim Sabby or Chris Bear or Kelly Spring or whoever it might be. I know I'm going to get the truth. I'm going to get a, a, re, a true representation. But if you're going to spend that kind of money or invest that kind of money in piece of equipment, you almost want to be there. You do, and, and I think that's where, again, I think we're, we're better than a lot of other companies that way. Um, we're not here to, you know, to lie about anything or not disclose things. You know, that's where we take so many pictures. But, you know, you look at, like, John Soriety out in the field for us out in the western side of North Dakota and South Dakota and Montana. Um, you look at the detail he puts into things uh, and when he comes back and, and we go through the pictures and try to disclose things and we all try to do that. And that's why I think, uh, you know, our reputation's getting saying, hey, we can trust these guys. If something's wrong right after the sale, you know, we deal with it and we move on and help both the buyer and seller out. But, you know, we're here to sell equipment, but we also want to make sure our buyers are getting what we represent. Absolutely. You know, and it doesn't take that much more time for 
a representative for for the Pipers team to be out there taking it. See, just easy to take 20 pitchers than it is five. So you might as well go through the whole gamut. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer. Kelly Spring with Pipers team out of Ekalaka, Montana. Eastern Montana is here. Chris Bear from Pipers team in Sioux Falls, Worthing office. And then uh, Ben Tilburg got a Pipers farmland management office. He covers all of Wisconsin, by the way. And we're going to be talking to Ben a little bit more. We're going to talk to him a little bit about the transformation of, uh, you know, what's going on in Wisconsin. You know, it used to be 20 years ago. Everybody kind of knew it as the dairy land. And, uh, boy, Ben, it's changed a lot over the years. I mean, it's, uh, you know, a lot of these dairy farms now are mostly corn and soybean farms. You still have the specialized, uh, you know, dairy farms and that type of thing with great genetics. But you've seen it change over the just even the last 10 years. Yeah, it's changed significantly, but you know the core the core part of Wisconsin agriculture, the wood and timber that's there, and the land that's there is really still intact. It's it's really just changed fundamentally with with how people farm, and the different sectors that they're in, and in the development of of cheese markets and and other markets like kidney beans, for example, uh, over in the Eau Claire area. That's really been a a, a uh, Chippewa Valley Bean exports more kidney beans than any other company in the world, and and they're stationed right there in Wisconsin. So, you know, there's a lot of different markets that have developed over the years that has has taken hold. And you know, the industry and and farming practices, you know, whatever you're doing, things go in, things come out. Uh, whatever's more profitable, that's what makes sense. Absolutely. You know, the last time I was out there, uh, uh, I was with Dwight Hoffman with Piper's Farmland Management, and uh, we toured some organic farms. Uh, uh, that's a big push right now in Wisconsin, all, these, all the organic farming, whether it's livestock, cereal grains, or whatever it might be. Yeah, it's an interesting transition. You know, that we see a lot of those trends kind of come in and come out, and, and every once in a while they kind of rear their head. And, you know, organic, uh, there's still organic certifications of fields coming along, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a niche market. Um, it, we see these niche markets take hold, and and sometimes they're extremely successful, and other times they're um, they kind of level back out to to where everything else is at because you know competition breeds more competition. Yeah, and it's difficult to raise a lot of volume on an organic farm versus traditional farming. Yeah, it's it's a whole different ball game. Whether it's weed management or fertility, it is a lot more difficult to grow organic uh, crops and produce organic milk. Folks, uh, Ben Tilburg's with us, uh, farm lab manager out of Pfeiffer's Wisconsin office, and, and also covering eastern Montana or eastern Minnesota. That'd be a big jump to go all the way to Montana, <laughs> skip be. Minnesota, and then North Dakota, right, Kelly? Yeah, He'd be on your part of the country. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to come out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, anytime. Get him out there to hunt some mule deer. That'd be a good deal. They don't there have any go. mule deer in Wisconsin. Yeah. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auction here. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. Before we take a break, Jim, I want to thank all of our friends at Pfeiffer's Farmland Management and Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty. If you want to get a hold of their land and equipment auctioneers or their real estate agents, their farmland managers, call them toll-free, 877-700-4099, or you can email the team at info at Pfeiffer's.com. If you go to their website, you can go to their Contact Our Team page and get a hold of any of their farmland and equipment auctioneers, their farmland real estate agents and their farmland managers. And they'll get you a free consultation on managing your farmland or selling your farmland or equipment. Nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll be right back after this break. $1,000, 
Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. I want to thank all of you for joining us again here in our second segment today. What a great show again today. Kelly Spring from Ekalaka, Montana in eastern Montana with the Pfeiffer's Equipment and Land Team, and then Chris Bear, who manages Pfeiffer's Regional Office in Sioux Falls out of Worthing, South Dakota, and then Ben Tilberg, Farmland Manager in eastern Minnesota and all of Wisconsin. Jim, that's one of my favorite states. I love Wisconsin. It is very beautiful, and, uh, you know, we don't get a chance to to go east very often over to there, but, uh, you know, I've been out there a few times, and it's very beautiful, and uh, all I can say is, I still love Western North Dakota and, and Western <laughs> South Dakota and, and Eastern Montana. So Some things never change nope. because uh, Scranton is the center of the universe, right? It, it is. <laughs> I got to get you up to Laramore one of these days and spend a little bit of time up there and then maybe you'll... Right next to the polar bear. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we've had our picture taken there <laughs> yes, before, yeah. the Pfeiffer's equipment team. But yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to spending some time in uh, Western North Dakota this year. Uh, also getting out into Wisconsin. We'll be down in South Dakota. We're going to be in Montana. Man, the Pfeiffer's team has some. I'm just looking at the calendar right now in March. A Norman County, Minnesota, north of Moorhead. Incredible. Just some incredible, highly productive Red River Valley farm like corn, soybean, sugar beet ground. Uh, they got some in Clay County. And then the Gary Hoffman and Western Trust Land Auction. It'll be probably the second largest land auction in Pfeiffer's history. Uh, 1,500 acres of prime Red River Valley farmland in Clay and Norman and Becker County. And then another 1,000 acres right in the heart and soul of Cass County, North Dakota. Uh, just some uh, incredible all 80s and 90s soil productivity index numbers is uh, if you want cropping rotation uh, vibrant crops uh, corn soybeans sugar beets canola sunflowers barley durum whatever I mean this is a, these are the farms to buy but be almost 3,000 acres of prime river valley farmland the large second largest probably land auction in Pfeiffer's nearly 25 year history that'll be live and online and i think you've been invited out to be a ringman for that sale yes and i i enjoy it and and it should be a great time and and uh, we like working a crowd and and meeting the people out there but um it's it's fun when you get to see a sale of this size out in this country because um, you don't see that very often a lot of times it's 80s or quarters and maybe a 320 but you get this many acres uh put together uh, to sell. It's going to be one of those days that uh, we're all going to remember, and and, uh, I think it'll be a history-making deal. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then also there'll be another sale for the same family, for the Hoffman family. That'll be down in South Dakota. Uh, Do you remember what county that is in? It's near Waba, I think. Wabay. Wabay, Wabay, and that's where that sale is going to be. Just trying to find it on the calendar here, but I I know it's coming up. Uh, But, yeah, it's going to be in Davis. No, yours is in Davison, South Dakota. You have a Davison County, South Dakota, Chris. Chris Berry got that swine feeding uh, facility coming up. Absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be an incredible opportunity down there. So that one's coming up on, that's in June. That's going to be in June 8th. Uh, it's going to be right in between a bunch of equipment auctions coming up. Yeah, the equipment season is is knocking on the door. There's no doubt about it as, you know, uh, a big portion of winter is finally behind us, Jim. Thank the good Lord for that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, days are getting longer and uh, the sun is starting to shine. You know, there was a one full week here uh, probably in January or something. I don't remember. They all kind of rolled together. But we had solid fog every day. Mm. Um, and you just it was just one of those things. And you wonder if we're setting up for a 
a big April storm or again like we normally do, but uh, it's just one of those deals where you're kind of excited to get into fall and you dread that middle couple of months that uh, normally can be tough, but January is actually very nice. Uh, Not as cold, but December was probably the worst month that I've witnessed in many years, and and I'm sure everybody can say that in the upper Midwest, but it was just rock cold, uh, snow, and and it just was not a fun month. You know, collectively in Studio Day, we got a lot of experience. I mean, a lot of decades and decades and decades of experience. I want to visit with you guys all all of us, uh, you know, all five of us here today a little bit, and then Jim, you're going to take over the show here in a little bit, uh, about opportunities that you might see in American agriculture today. You know, you know, we're blessed with the opportunity to be in a profession where we get to help people celebrate the end of a career, whether they're selling land or equipment, or whether they hire people like Ben to manage their farmland for the next generation so they have a legacy farm. Uh, but, you know, you know, it's kind of fun to go out there and see some of the great things happening in American agriculture. We did talk a lot about the challenges and the cattle, in the cattle industry when when Kelly was with us last week and he agreed to come back on the show again today uh, but you know there are there are opportunities out there and I want to ask each one of you some of the things that you know if you were to enter into agriculture today where, where where are some of the things that you see are opportunities for young producers or for anybody that may want to invest in American agriculture today uh, whether it's in the northern plains or whether it's in the heart and soul of the corn belt or the dairy land or wherever it might be so you know Ben you you manage a lot of farms and you do a very good job. You're probably one of the best farmland managers in America today. If you people want to hire anybody to manage their farms in Minnesota and Wisconsin, I highly encourage them to call Ben Tilberg at Pfeiffer's because he does it very well. He's, he's a student of the business. He studies it. He's passionate about it. But Ben, you see you see a lot of different types of farms and when you manage in farmland, whether it's irrigated farming, dairy farming, whatever. Where do you see some opportunities now as we enter well into 2023? Yeah, so we were just talking, me and Kelly were just talking about this and, and uh, you know, some of the things that I think are opportunities for young farmers trying to enter into this industry is, you know, there are there once was a point at which someone was farming less than a thousand acres and they relied on their neighbors for certain pieces of equipment. They worked together. They brought that crop in. You know, if someone had a had a baler or a, or a combine, they traded they used each other as a resource and they work together. As these farms start growing and getting bigger, uh, taking on more acres, whether or not they're having to support more family members or whatever that might be, you know, we start losing that connection with our neighbors because we start buying our own equipment. We start trying to involve some of the different family members. And I think, you know, it's an opportunity is to, you know, develop those relationships locally with your your family and friends. And I think most people do, but, you know, you don't have to put it all on your plate at one time. Work with other people, work with your neighbors. Hey, if they got, they got a baler and, uh, and you got a combine trade trade resources. You don't need to, to, to pay somebody to custom harvest it when you can uh, utilize each other, friends, family, whatever, neighbors, because one day uh, you're going to need that phone call and you're going to need that help too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that strategy either. I like that strategy, uh, especially with the cost of everything today. I mean, it's just astronomical. No matter what you're buying today, it seems, whether it's a baler or a corn chopper or whatever, it's, it's kind of out of touch for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. It's the uh, the entrance for young farmers to get into this industry, it, there is a barrier. And uh, in order to break that barrier, sometimes you got to work together uh, for a few years until you get a little bit more under you. Or maybe even do some custom work, whatever it might be, custom corn chopping. We see a lot of that wherever we are. We see quite a bit of it. I don't, a lot of farmers don't even own a corn chopper anymore. They're basically hire it done. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, these custom farm operators are so efficient now where they can run out and, and almost 
uh, chop corn or bale hay more efficiently than you would be able to on, you know, 40 or 50 acres when they're running a thousand acres doing it themselves. So, and I think too, the opportunity to improve land that you have, you know, we see a lot of that in the Red River Valley and in both Minnesota and North Dakota and, and even in central North Dakota, see it over in Minnesota a lot, improving your land, whether it's through irrigation, uh, then you get the tax benefits of doing that or tiling the land, whatever it might be. There's opportunities there. Uh, I know in Wisconsin, you know, there's, you know, a lot of times when you buy farms, 200 acre track, you might only have 140 a crop and then some timberland, but there's an opportunity for, for timber harvest and then also uh, reforestation as well. Yeah, we're set, we're actually working with a, a local forester and setting up a, a timber bid for one of my landowners that we manage land for. And you're right, in Wisconsin, there's multiple income streams for each each property. There's farm, there's farmland, there's timber. And uh, utilizing those resources and finding the best best way to to target that market uh, is through a land manager, and that's maybe I'm impartial, but that's, <laughs> that's the way to do it. That's yeah. the way to do it. And you guys do it very well at Piper's. Ben Tilberg with Piper's Farmland Management out of Wisconsin, folks. You've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. We've got two segments left with Chris Bear, Ben Tilberg, and Kelly Spring, and. Jim Sabby co-hosting the show today. Our show every week is sponsored by Piper's Auction Realty and Piper's Farmland Management. You can get a hold of their equipment and their land auctioneers, their farmland real estate agents, and their farmland managers at pipers.com. You can contact them for a free consultation on selling your farm equipment, your farmland, or managing your farmland, probably one of your greatest assets. You can call them toll-free, 877-700-4099, or email them at info at pipers.com. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Piper. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Jim Sabby. I'm sitting in here for Kevin Pfeiffer, who had to take off for the last uh, couple of segments here. So we are in studio here visiting with Ben Tilburg out of Wisconsin, uh, Chris Bear out of our Sioux Falls office, and Kelly Spring out of the Ekalaka Bowman office, Ekalaka, Montana, Bowman, North Dakota office. Now, we were just talking about some of the things that what the producers are facing, especially the young producers. And, you know, Ben talked about, you know, working together with everybody, uh, with neighbors and trying to, so you don't have to buy the expensive equipment, work back and forth. And and I'm going to kind of speak for our area um, a little bit with what my daughter and son-in-law are doing. They work a lot with other producers in their community, whether it's at brandings. I mean, brandings are a big thing out in my country. But everybody works together, goes to each other's place. But, you know, back and forth, it doesn't matter whether it's during haying or whatever, somebody will always come and help. But uh, my kids have, have actually doing more entrepreneur work. You know, they're, they're now registered uh, Red Angus breeders. Uh, they have a commercial side, but they're also selling beef all over the United States off their place. Um, they're also my son-in-law, and I'm going to, you know, I'm a little biased, but my son-in-law is one of the best leatherworks person I've seen in a long time. He's got patience, and I don't, but he ships <laughs> leather all across the United States. Um, doesn't matter where it's going, but, I mean, it, it's it's all over. Um, you know, they, they've done a lot of articles on him, and he's got just a little leather shop with a potbelly stove, 
that he sits in during the day. Uh, he takes care of the cattle. My, my daughter's got a, a full-time job, but he takes care of the cattle during the day. Uh, but he, he sits in a leather shop, so he's doing that um, to help offset some income, to help, you know, he does a lot of trade-outs with that too. You know, he'll build a, a you know, a bunch of stuff for people, and uh, so then they, they use him back on other things. So it's really kind of a trade-off, but uh, there's different things, and, and Chris, you know, you and I are kind of the old goats here now in this in the building, being Kevin left. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope he doesn't hear that. But anyway, you know, we had a lot of trials when we were younger. How did we get in a business? But it seemed a lot. It was a lot easier because the the dollars weren't there. I mean, it it didn't cost that much to put in the crop. Didn't cost so much to rent pasture. I was just telling Ben, I, I rented pasture for seven to twelve dollars an acre, and I thought that was too high at times. But there's so many more things, and, and through your 30-some years of being in the auction business, you've been involved in agriculture. How, did it, how does it work now versus back then, and, and what else can these young people be doing? Boy, Kevin uh, took me back to over 30 years ago, and I remember getting into the auction business, and, and uh, the fax machine was the technology. Yeah. I mean, if you had a fax machine in your office, uh, that was cutting edge technology. It was long before emails. It was long before the internet. And, uh, I remember when emails started to become the thing, we thought, uh, th- there'll never be anything that will, uh, take the place of the U S mail service right. and, and send in letters. And, and now we hardly go to the post office to mail anything un- unless it's a title or, you know, something that's very tan- tangible. So, just the technology in the auction business has been a huge game changer. And it, it's also been for these producers. You know, these young kids, and I'm, they can do anything on the computer. And, and, you know, and I still, thank God I have a good office manager back in, in Bowman and one in Steele, North Dakota. But, you know, i got to forward a lot of that on for them to do. But these kids can do everything. You know, my daughter helps design websites uh, for producers and people wanting their own personal uh, website. So you look, there's so many more things that they can do. Back then, we didn't have that opportunity. We just went to work and, and uh, did our job, and, and there wasn't a lot of, you know, yeah, we sold some beef off the place, but it was mainly to friends or relatives. And now with that opportunity, you see what's going on in the meat market with the livestock industry, but now you can sell. You're open up to the world. The Internet has done fantastic things. It's, I cuss it every day, but it, it's opened up the world to a lot of these young people. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, my daughter is uh, starting her college career, and and uh, we were talking about cell phones, and I don't know how many times, Jim, she just rolled her eyes at me and said, I can't believe you're my dad. <laughs> yeah, I hear that all the time, too. You know, I got to have, you know, my daughters help me in, in to, to do things on there, and I'm starting to finally navigate it. Um, but, you know, we didn't grow up with that. Didn't grow up with computers. Didn't even have them in college when I was in college. Now that's starting to date me, but um, you think about that, what everybody does now, and you know, and I'm going to use Ecolaca because you guys are very remote out there in Ecolaca, Montana, but there's a lot of opportunities, and you can see it by your town. You've got a great Main Street yes. of what some people have done, and and uh, the local ranchers. You know, they're, you know, my daughter and son-in-law went to the ranching for profit seminars. People out there doing it, but there's so many more things that they can do. Um, and tell us some of the stuff that's going on in your area. A lot of them are selling beef, also right off the ranch. Absolutely. Uh, the 
one of the largest tools we have is young producers and a lot of people think I'm crazy, but it's social media. There is no question that, uh, to set ourselves apart as, uh, the younger generation, a lot of us need to tell our story. And, uh, as that goes, I mean, selling beef, Haley and Max, uh, people want to know where their food's coming from. The organic aspect, whatever it is, you have to set yourself apart. And uh, social media is hands down the most direct route to do that. It is. And, and you look at, you know, you're trying to build your cattle herd and, and get more grass as you grow. But you also do a lot of things that other people can't. I mean, you're a certified welder. Um, you know, you, you've welded for many years. You, I mean, I don't know. How many years uh, have you been welding? Oh, <laughs> boy. Know? I, I went to Western Dakota Tech in Rapid City in 2005, 2006. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, you got the welding aspect behind you, and you've got the ranching aspect and now the, the auction business. Um, so you're, you're trying to add more value to yourself and your family to try to better yourself to get maybe get some more grass. Yes. Uh, available to you, um, buy some more cows, you know, yep. and, and that's the biggest drawback for a lot of these kids is it's tough to get in initially, but once you get in, and I agree with Ben wholeheartedly, learn to be a good neighbor, you know, and mm-hmm. I think if you're a good neighbor, and, and I know you are because everybody knows you over there, but he's over helping a lot of neighbors, and in return, he gets help back, but it's the same in our area, but you cannot forget where you're from and you have to be a good neighbor to make things work. And, and Ben, you, you kind of said it best, but we're all getting older. I mean, you and Kelly are the young ones in here, but, you know, you you see that aspect of it. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, you know, whether whether if it's calving season and uh, you're up coaching wrestling and someone needs to go help help out something down on the farm, you're, you're going to call them up and say, hey, I need your help. And, and uh, they're going to be there too, aren't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I have friends uh... – Oh, you'd call them neighbors, but in our country, it's, you know, 10, 15, 20, even 30 miles. But uh, if I have to be somewhere, oh, if it's preparing for a bull sale or if I got to be gone for an auction, I have somebody down the road that if the wife calls and calf needs help being born. Uh, if she can't handle it, I've got a friend down the road that will absolutely drop everything they're doing. You, to can't go and put help. A, you can't put a price on that. No. You cannot put a price on having someone yeah. cover your back. It uh, comes from culturing relationships it does and i think and you know to, to put all this in perspective you know with working for pifers i think we've all been cultured that way and i think that's what sets our team apart from every other company out there you know and chris you've been in the business uh, longer and, and ben you're you're out in wisconsin but the relationships you build and just like what we built over in ecolaca montana now with kelly um as as uh, sales managers and salesmen and auctioneers, that's how what creates more business. And Chris, and I want you to just give a little overview of of what you've done in the past thirty years and how you still got friendships from the the first time that are probably still buying from you, um, and you are probably still selling for a lot of them. You know, it's always about the relationship, Jim. I started uh, cut my teeth in the auction business in Idaho. Uh, many, many years ago. And uh, my children, some of my children still live in Idaho. And and uh, I went back, uh, like I said, a couple of weekends ago. And uh, you go into a restaurant to sit down and have a meal. And pretty soon you look across at the next table, and that's an old neighbor that you knew. And yeah. 
from from many many moons ago. The problem is, is their hair's gray, they're heavier, and they got all these little people with them that are now their grandkids. And so, it, it, it's an interesting phenomenon for sure, Jim. It is, and and it, it's kind of fun how we've cultured that. And I think you know when Kevin looks for people to join the staff and join the team. And like I said, I've known Kevin since probably 1984, and. Uh, so we've uh, we've known each other a long time, but y- you learn how how to make things work, how to culture with people, but also how you can be their friend. You know, a lot of people we sell for, uh, even the buyers, we're we're good friends with them uh, all through the years. You know, they put that trust in our staff, and it's just kind of fun to watch when when you come to some place. And like I was in Minot at the Ag Show the other day, and people that I sold uh, some machinery for five, six, seven years ago come up and, and visited. They were retired. They were just getting ready to head to Arizona. And I said, why haven't you left yet? You know, uh, <laughs> but these people, they have a, a great relationship with us. And I think that's from a lot of us growing up rural areas uh, in the farming and ranching communities. We know what it takes to build a business. And that's what we're hoping for. And, and Kelly, again, back in the area, you've got a great main street. Um, there's little coffee shops and, and the community supports them. And that's what you have to do in every community. And that's why we like doing sales in small communities because we come in with our staff. We're ordering food from the local cafe. We're buying fuel. Um, and we try to do everything with the local people as we can. So, um, Kelly, anything else you want to say about your country? Oh, the, I guess that Main Street thing is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, again, you got great country down there. But, uh, again, we're uh, at America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Jim Savvy. Just uh, go ahead and get on our website and take a look. And, and uh, we've got plenty of sales coming up, a lot of them uh, coming up here in the next uh, six, seven months. Check out pipers.com, and we'll be right back after these words. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Jim Sabby, sitting in here for Kevin Pfeiffer for the final segment of this show. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening out there, and if uh, you need any help with uh, land or machinery or land management, our company can help you out. Uh, today I've got Kelly Spring from Ecolaca, Montana. It works out of there and the Bowman office. Uh, ben Tilberg out of the Wisconsin area. He covers Wisconsin and Minnesota for uh uh, land management, and then Chris Bear out of our Sioux Falls office, or Worley, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Worthing office. And uh, right now, uh, Chris, I want to start with you. Let's visit a little bit about uh, the people that work in your office, uh, the type of sales that you've been doing, and, and what it looks for. Uh, what's what's looking forward to this spring, and, and what do you got coming up? Well, Jim, we're the young pups of the Pfeiffer organization. Um, we're the most recent uh, startup uh, region for the Pfeiffer organization. Uh, we're located just south of Sioux Falls on I-29, exit 64. Um, we, we absolutely love that area. Um, Sioux Falls is, is, is really a hub for the Midwest. When it comes to agriculture, we've got I-29 that goes from Winnipeg clear to, literally clear to Dallas, Texas, and uh, I-90 also junctions in Sioux Falls that goes from Seattle, Washington, all the way to Chicago. And so geographically, we have a tremendous amount of freight uh, that goes through the, the Sioux Falls region. Um, we're just south 10, actually about 20 miles south of that junction. 
Um, and uh, we have a great team that uh, we've put together in this in the Sioux Falls office. Uh, Kyle Waller, who uh, is a Nebraska dairy boy, um, moved up uh, with his wife Jen, moved up to, into the Sioux Falls area and and uh, hired them. He had spent his childhood and teenage growing up years uh, on a dairy farm. Uh, moved up, uh, went to work for the local Ford dealership and became a service manager there and then moved to Sioux Falls. And, and when you drive a Ford pickup, Jim, you got to know the service manager pretty well. And, That's right. <laughs> and I got to know Kyle and uh, I love Ford pickups, by yeah. the way. I just being a little facetious there, but uh, got to know Kyle uh, real well. And he, he's been a great addition to our team. Uh, a young man uh, who didn't have any uh, agriculture experience, uh, Josh Erickson, is working for us as our yard manager. Uh, he also helps on the administrative side and also on the IT guy. He, he didn't know a cow from a plow when he came to work for <laughs> us. And, and Josh has been with us for almost two years now and has done a tremendous job. No, I know his family very well, uh, sat, sat at his kitchen table many times. And our, our newest addition to uh, the Sioux Falls uh, Pfeiffer team is, Baron's, uh, is uh, Megan Zacker, who has spent the majority of her career as, as a mom, first of all, her most important job. But uh, she has been instrumental in the real estate industry in the Sioux Falls area. Uh, Megan has come to work for us, and, and her license is now parked with uh, Pfeiffer's. And uh, Megan does a, a great job working for us. She's... She's a delight to our team. She comes to work with a great attitude. And and uh, so we think we have the best team put together, and uh, we love working for Pifers. There's an air and there's an aura that has come with uh, working with the Pifers team um, that is is truly unmatched in the auction industry. And, and when Kevin says that nobody does it better, he's right. Yeah. Now, you do have a land management uh, guy in there in that in your office also down there yeah tim peters uh also he he lives northwest of sioux falls about an hour but he comes down every week he offices out of the sioux falls office uh tim has uh, came from the banking world and uh is is a powerhouse in the banking industry and has come to work for us and does a tremendous job on the land management side he comes and he comes to all of our auctions uh whether they're land auctions or whether they're equipment auctions uh, Tim Peters uh, uh, is a variable fountain of knowledge and a great man to work with. Yes, and, and we appreciate you guys out there. And and uh, I'm going to go to Ben right now. Tell about the other employees that Pipers have out in uh, Wisconsin um, that are also working, well, the state. And I know we have one that he's doing a lot of house sale, or no, I shouldn't say house sales, but he's doing a lot of real estate sales, selling houses out there. Yeah, so our, our Pfeiffer's Wisconsin team is uh, essentially Bob Pfeiffer. He is the broker in Wisconsin, and myself in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and then our, our agent uh, in southern Wisconsin, Brett Gill. And uh, talk about powerhouses. Brett Gill is has been with Pfeiffer's. Do you remember when it's, he brought? It's been a long time. I bet it's been 10 years or better. Yeah, he's he's been uh, our core person in Wisconsin as far as, you know, kind of holding that torch. And and Brett is so diverse in his real estate sales. He does a lot of residential right. stuff, and you know he's a he's a science teacher yep. um, in Janesville, and you know in high school, and so he's got a lot of kids that go through there, and their parents buy houses, their kids buy houses, and and you know really a great relationship manager that way, and and time and time again um, they're coming back for sales, and 
And, you know, something else that Brett does a really, really good job at is selling farmland down there and selling hunting land. Hunting land, land yeah. Hunting land, he definitely loves to hang his hat on a few of his uh, his deer mounts in his house, yeah. Uh, including. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I I was I had the privilege of meeting uh, him and, and his dad. Actually, they used to come out hunting all the time in western North Dakota, uh, hunt pheasants in the fall when we had our big land sales. But talk about very nice people, very genuine. Um, but, you know, he still has his full-time job of teaching, and he's doing this full-time. And you see, every time I look on, I see a sale pending, whatever he's got. And so he does a great job. And, you know, another office I want to talk about is Steel, North Dakota. Uh, folks, we have three main offices and, and then the corporate office here in the Fargo-Moorhead area. But Steel is run by Darren Peterson. Um, grew up in Robinson, North Dakota, right outside of Steel. And then Abby Messer, and she actually lives over in Tappan. Uh, her husband is a lineman for the electrical company. But they run our Steel office and then do a tremendous job for us there. Uh, that's been a great asset Um having Darren there and, and Abby is is very good at what she does so it's kind of fun to be able to sit back and watch that place grow and of course I'm over there quite a bit uh, helping out trying to get things organized and and long as we keep having machinery sales there and then the amount of land that Darren sells is unbelievable what he does. You know and they they really complement each other well. They do. I mean they it's it, as far as a team in steel they um, Abby does a wonderful job with residential and Darren does a wonderful job with the equipment and land. It's just a dynamic team there. And, you know, we've got other people spread across the state of North Dakota and, and in South Dakota. But, you know, you, you look at Bob Pfeiffer's up north in Grand Forks. Um, then you move in, you get Jim Ocker and, and, and over there in um, – can't remember the name of the little town now, but anyway, Jim Ocker's up north. Uh, Corey Longnecker sitting in New Rockford. Uh, you just move along, and then we've got Mike, uh, Mike Herbach sitting in in Castleton, and uh, Christian uh, is sitting in the Fargo area that help with machinery auctions. And then our base one is is our Bowman. We're the ones we built in 2012. Steel was built in 2016, and then Sioux Falls was 20. 2000, October or September 1st of 2020. Is yeah, when and you know, we have Andy Murnock uh, is in our office, uh, John Soraiti, uh, Allie Paulson, Allie Pierce now, excuse me. She's uh, running our, uh, sells a lot of houses, but she's our office manager and then myself. And then we've got Kelly Spring who steps up to the plate and and, um, and we, we all work together out there as one big team. And then if you really get to know us, you get to see how big our team is because sure. when we get together, Everybody has a good time. Uh, we help each other out. I know Chris and I talk every once in a while on different machinery, and we got to sit and visit, um, see what kind of values are and what we're seeing down there versus up here. So things things have really, really worked well for our Pfeiffer staff. And we do have John Andrus out in Bozeman, Montana. I didn't mean to forget about him, but uh, he does a, a nice job of selling land and stuff out there so again we want to thank everybody for listening i thank our guests uh ben tilberg out of uh, wisconsin and we got kelly spring out of ekalaka montana and then chris is out of uh sioux falls our office down there and and it's been a pleasure having you guys here today again this is america's land auctioneer you got any questions or anything on uh selling your land land management or selling your machinery uh, give any one of us a call or go to our Pfeiffer's website, just P-I-F-E-R-S dot com. Click on there and you'll see you meet our team. You'll get to see all of us. 
and uh, we'd be glad to help you out. And again, have a great week, and thanks again for listening.